to this, the throw behind the head or behind the back as something of a warning as to what this episode of Daily Shot of Pirates is going to be like. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is a program about Pittsburgh's baseball team. Pittsburgh has had a baseball team for now 135 years. There are people who follow the baseball team passionately, closely. They sometimes get mad. They sometimes get really mad. But they follow the team. They care about the institution. They care about the brand, even if they don't like the owner, even if they don't like some moves, even if they wish it would all get blown up or it would all stay together, they like, they love the team. And if this sounds like I'm about to go on one of those rants, yeah, here it comes. Because over the last three or four days, ever since the Josh Bell trade, there has been a voluminous public response to this. It's been everywhere, not just on our site in the comments section, where, by the way, the comments were through the roof on a week where the Steelers really, really should have dominated the headlines, but on social media, on radio, on television, wherever it is, that you could communicate about sports, people were weighing in on the Pirates. I am here to estimate that of those people weighing in, maybe, maybe 5% of them actually watch the team, actually watch the games, can name more than, oh, two or three players on the team. I might be going high there. I might be going high. These people have no investment whatsoever in the team, but yet they feel the need to chime in. They feel the need to throw out their obligatory bombs and then go running off, or they state them with confidence, knowing that there's, they're part of the 95% of the people who couldn't care less about the Pirates, but yet want to speak up on the subject anyway. Wow, is this weird! What a strange, strange, strange situation this is. I don't know if I've ever seen one like it, but it's been building for the last couple of years. The Pirates have become a thing in Pittsburgh where the moment you say the word Pirates, people start spitting fire over them, and they don't actually care. Can you hear what I'm saying? Are you sure that what I'm saying is clear? I'm not coming close to suggesting that the Pirates are above criticism or anything like that. I'm not even making a statement here about the reaction to the Josh Bell trade. There's reasonable takes to be had 
from all different perspectives. It's not what I'm talking about here. Nor am I suggesting that if you rip the pirates, that you're not a true fan. Listen carefully here, because I know this is going to get misinterpreted, and in some cases willfully misinterpreted, because not everybody's going to want to hear this. If you don't care about the pirates, and I hear that constantly, I don't care about the pirates. I'm apathetic toward the pirates. I won't do this. I won't do that. I won't buy this. I won't buy that. Okay, great. Good for you. Find something that makes you happy. Find something in your life that brings a smile to your face. Seems like a pretty good idea. Seems like something that would improve the quality of the time that you have on this earth. Go, go be engaged in something that gives you hope. The pirates clearly don't. Great. That's your stance. Take it with you and walk and walk. There are people who actually do pay attention to the pirates. There are people who pay attention to the moves they make. They might not like them. They might really hate the owner, but they're paying attention. They're at least invested in it. They at least care about it. These are the people for whom I'm writing and speaking, and doing everything it is that I do when it comes to coverage of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. This isn't all that complicated a process. This is how it works when you cover anything in this business. You'll criticize it. You'll rip it to shreds. You'll do the stuff that I did in calling for the firings of the entire front office the way I did uh, pretty, vocally, pretty vocally and pretty demonstrably in 2019. You'll do all of that, but you'll do it hoping for the eye and the ear of those who are the most interested in the subject matter and who are the most invested. If you're just coming along to do drive-bys, I'm not interested, man. I'm just not. I'm just not. That. That's That's... Again, 95%, my own estimate, is that's what this stuff is. It's drive-by trolling. It's somebody hears the word pirates as they're driving by and they roll down the window and they yell out something about nutting and then they keep moving on. 95% of it is that. I'm writing for the 5%. I'm speaking for the 5%, not on your behalf, but sharing my views with you. To me, that only seems logical. There's still a baseball team here. There are people who are familiar with some of the moves that have been made in the last 12 to 13 months, not least of which was a complete house cleaning of the front office, top to bottom. Unlike 
anything we've seen at 115 Federal for a very long time. And you still have people saying things like, the Pirates did this. The Pirates. They're now doing another rebuild. They're not doing another rebuild. And again, people who follow the team know that because Ben Charrington just walked in the door. He hasn't had a chance to do multiple rebuilds. You brought Ben Charrington in, if you're Bob Nutting, to build up the minor league system. That's his specialty. That's his thing. What did you think was going to happen when he came? Do you think that he should be shackled to the past and be concerned that way back in 1996, Cam Bonifay had the audacity to speak up about some ridiculous five-year plan. Well, Bonifay said five-year plan, so here's another five-year plan, and this is, this is what this guy's doing is another five-year plan. I'll bet Charrington's never even heard of Cam Bonifay, much less a five-year plan. He's come in to do his own thing, to create his own plan, to follow through on his own plan. Will the owner allow him to do that? I remain skeptical. The owner had a chance in 2015 to step up, and he did not. But I'm also adult enough to understand that maybe, maybe, with this entirely new front office in and an entirely new set of promises made to them by Nutting, maybe this one will be different. I am skeptical. Maybe I'll be wrong. This isn't all that layered. It isn't all that boogeyman. It isn't all that insane narrative that you hear and read everywhere. If you want to subscribe to that stuff, go nuts. It's your life. It's your life. But don't tell me if you can't name a single player or two players or three players or whatever the count would be on this roster, you don't watch any games, or you're spouting nonsense like how they traded away a generational talent like Josh Bell when he hasn't been able to hit to save his life since May of 2019. Don't tell me that you actually care about this. You don't. If you do care, rip them. Let me hear from you. Chop them up to pieces or think whatever it is that you want. If you don't care, again, final time. Find something else to do. When we come back, we're going to try an actual baseball thing with uh, the Just One Question segment. Just one question. That's brought to you always on this program by the good people at Mike's Beer Bar on the North Shore, right across the street from PNC Park and the Willie Stargell statue. If you're too busy to get down to Mike's in person, choose your favorites from the more than 500 beers they've got from your own home. Go online at mikesbeerbar.com slash beer hyphen menu. All of the deals he's offering you down there are available to you 
at your fingertips. Buy three crawlers and get three free. I'm not making that up. He's actually selling three crawlers with three freebies thrown in. Or mix and match two six-packs and get free delivery, saving the $5 charge you'd pay otherwise. Choose beers from more than 50 local breweries. The delivery applies to all of Allegheny County and the Cranberry area of Butler County. You might even have Mike bring you the beer himself. Call 412-322-BEER to order and pay. Person must be 21, ID required, and present to receive delivery. Mike'sBeerBar.com. Today's question comes from Ken, who asks, being that Ben Charrington's building from the ground up, what's a general time frame for fans to expect to see improvement in Pittsburgh? Ken goes on to say, many fans are already complaining, and I don't think they understand that we average fans won't know the names of the players that we get in return for Josh Bell or Colin Moran, etc. Uh, this question is the one that comes more often than anything else, and this comes from people who care deeply about the franchise, people who care casually about the Pirates, and even once in a while from people who couldn't care less. It's probably, probably topic A, if you really did a macro look at the Pirates fan base, this is probably topic A. It's as if fans are saying, listen, we'll do this. We'll go along with this, but you got to give us some idea what we're doing here. You know, uh, at least with the infamous five-year plan in Cam Bonifay, the five years was seen, and rightly so, as outrageous. There's, especially when, when you go into hindsight and remember that the best year of Cam Bonifay's five years in Pittsburgh was his very first 79-83 and 83 team that somehow contended for first place because the division was really down. You don't know. That's the problem. So Charrington can come out and say, oh, we hope to have this within, you know, 2.37 years or whatever it is. And all that's going to happen is people in my line of work, I'm sure I'd be no exception, would hold him to it. Oh, GM says this is going to take two years. Okay, so... 2021 goes by. It's another whatever down year at the Pittsburgh level. 2022 shows some progress, some improvement, maybe even a little bit of hope with some of the talent that begins arriving in Pittsburgh. But it's not there. Now all of a sudden, whoa, he's got 0.37 years left to get this done. There's just there's there's no point to it. There's no point to it. And there really isn't a way to do it. The other thing is, and Charrington brings this up surprisingly a lot. He leaves himself open to the possibility that things could happen more quickly than he'd anticipate or even have in his head as a hope. I'll give you an example here. A pretty prominent one at that. Brian Hayes comes up halfway through the two-month season this past summer. And, you know, a lot of people were disillusioned by that. I'll, I'll bet Kibrian wasn't all that thrilled about it either. As everyone knew he belonged in the majors, no one knew he was going to show up 
and hit like Ted Williams and field like Brooks Robinson for a month. But he did. But he did. He wasn't just the best rookie in baseball in the second half of that shortened season. He was the best player. You could make a strong, strong case for that. There was nobody better than this kid. I mean, he was magic. Now, is he going to be able to do that? Heck no. Over the course of 162 games. Zero chance of that. Zero chance. Is he going to do anything close to it? No, it's not possible. It's not possible. But is he maybe better? Or could his curve have been more accelerated than what Charrington and his staff thought? Oh, yeah. That's very possible. That's very possible. And that's where things can get messed up in the good way. You could bring up someone like that, and he just takes off. In the most recent MLB pipeline prospect rankings, and those are done by Jonathan Mayo, who's actually a locally based reporter, even though he's always written from a national perspective, who really, really does his homework and doesn't play favorites with anybody. He had Cabrian Hayes still, even after these trades that the Pirates made and everything else, in his revamped rankings following the, the Bell trade, he has Cabrian Hayes as the number two prospect in the Pirates. Who does he have ahead of him? Nick Gonzalez, the top pick from last year, who's supposed to be able to hit like a monster. He's listed as shortstop, but he's almost certainly going to move over to second base. But the thinking is, and and Jonathan's not alone in this, that Gonzalez has a higher ceiling than Hayes does. Well, great. Great. <laughs> so if this kid has a fast path through the minors and Mitch Keller matures in 2021 and Blake Cedarland comes along and is throwing 102 miles an hour and looks like you're closer for years to come. And all of these things happen faster than people predict. You could be looking at a different time frame. Now, if they come along in the strange way, for example, that Keller has, you're having a different discussion. And Keller comes up and he looks unhittable, but at times he's unhittable because his pitches aren't anywhere near the strike zone. So which is it with him? I don't know. He's going to have to find a way to be effective within the zone because batters are going to be smart enough to lay off. And we saw a lot of that already in his first cameo time through the past couple of seasons. He's definitely got the potential, but he can go either direction. They all can. They all can. Kebrian Hayes could take a massive step backward in 2021. I'm not expecting it, certainly not predicting it, but it could happen. So the time frame here, Ken, I'm going to give you a lousy answer, man. I have no idea. Ben Charrington has no idea. You have no idea. No one does. No one does. That's just the nature of this stuff. That's the nature of waiting on baseball prospects and building on younger players. It's the only way 
you can do it and compete for a championship in Major League Baseball's grossly imbalanced economics. So it's not optional. you got to go through this. And yeah, to one other point that you briefly made there, you got to learn the names, my man. you got to learn the names because that's where this is going to be. That's what this is going to be about. It's not going to be about how Colin Moran replaces Josh Bell at first base. It's just not. It's going to be what Nick Gonzalez is doing in the minors and that sort of thing. Really, really good question, my man. Best of uh, maybe the best one we've gotten since this show launched. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody listening to this and for being kind enough to turn down your volumes in the opening segment. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.